Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Two words to me in three years of Bret Hart fell into a jar of heavy cream and one mouse immediately gave up and drowned and the other mouse kept fighting and eventually started the podcast Hanksy Panksy so welcome back everyone it's another episode of Hanksy Panksy a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends fill themselves mind body and soul with adventurous 1960s footage of an uh, eclair chomping, noodle slurping, DiCaprio chasing Tom Hanks. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm one of those dumb idiots. And I'm a forged check. I'm Luke Patrick. I'm the <laughs> other idiot. <laughs> that and was, this week... Oh, such a good intro, my friend. <laughs> thank you. This week we watched 2002's Catch Me If You Can. Mm. And... Mm. Uh, Luke, how how is your watch this week? Oh, my watch was fantastic. I finished up work. I got Chinese takeout, um, which was just delicious to go with this just club banger of a film. This is one of those movies that we had talked about way back when when we started this thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to get to Catch Me If You Can, and it's going to be so good. And Sam, I am so happy to report that uh, we did, in fact, get here, and it was indeed so good oh i'm so glad to hear you had a good watch yeah but sam uh for the folks at home i can see in our camera that you're in a full suit um would you like to explain why it is that you're you're so uh gussied up for us today yeah folks i am uh i am actually in the suit that i got married in um (laughs) and uh well I've seen Catch Me If You Can a number of times, and I do like this movie. And much like with Apollo 13, I decided, how can I, Sam Siegel, complete idiot, get deeper into this film and really try to enjoy it mm-hmm. to the fullest? And so what I did, Luke, was every 30 minutes, I stopped the movie and I changed clothes, rooms, and devices. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this beforehand that you were going to do it, but now that we're here, fuck is it good. So, uh, first, let me... uh, Here's what I'm going to do, Luke. I'm going to send you the photo, and then I will describe to you what I did. How about that? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So, for the first 30 minutes, I I just wore kind of normal, normal, comfortable house clothes. I I, uh, got home from work. Uh, and I, I, I should also add, I, I slept on my neck weird, so my neck and shoulders hurt like a motherfucker. Uh, um, but yeah, so, so get home from work, uh, I, I lay out all my clothes that I'm gonna change into, cause I had a plan, folks, and, uh, and then I change into, uh, just some nice comfy clothes, it's a, it's a Henley, and some sweatpants, mm-hmm. and uh, it looks extremely and, comfortable. I can tell you oh, from the photo. Oh, Luke, it was very nice. So, so I I wore my normal clothes. I watched in the living room on the television, mm-hmm. uh, and we enjoyed the burgers that we made. And Luke, I'm actually just gonna send you a photo of the burger too because mm. holy shit, it was it was oh. so fucking good. 
Fuck, that's a good looking burger. This is unrelated like, to Tom Hanks, but damn, that's a good looking burger. <laughs> it's like the best burger I've ever made, and I wanted to cry. <laughs> so, uh, 30 minutes later, I pause the movie, uh, and at this point, I change into uh, the clothes that I typically wear to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just a button down untucked and some nice pants. Yeah, we've got kind uh, of a, a business business casual Sam uh, happening yes. right here. Yes. Uh, emphasis on casual. Um, so at that point, I moved into the room adjacent to the living room and watched on uh, the laptop and just kind of sat on a couch in there. And uh, yeah. well, that room was cold. Mm-hmm. It's a cold room, Luke. Hey, buddy, I'm also sensing a descending screen size gradient here, and I'm very worried about you as we continue <laughs> with this. So do you have good news for me, or is it just going to get worse? Well, Luke, after this, uh, I decided I needed a complete change of pace, so I put on some pool clothes and <laughs> got in the bedroom and watched on a tablet. <laughs> Oh, it's good. Your pool duds are exactly whatever you're picturing at home, folks. That's what it is. You got the swim trunks. You've got the uh, tank top. Yeah. A tank it's... top with, with sharks in, like, floaties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this and is perfect. I even put my hair in a ponytail. Mm. Uh, and this was easily the the most comfortable I was. Uh, during this whole watch just laid up in bed with my neck with the full support it required uh although i did have to piss this entire stretch of the movie Mm, yeah well you were wearing the swim trunks was any part of you tempted to just to uh, just go for it seeing as it's my bed no yeah that's fair uh so 30 minutes were up once again and uh and (laughs) Decided I needed another change of pace, a sort of a neck snapping change of pace, and so I did put on true business casual clothing, and mm-hmm. I sat in a dark room towards the front of our couch, uh, uh, towards the front of our house on a couch, and I watched on my phone. And Luke, this was bad. This was just bad. <laughs> this is so. I want to dig into this really quick because the photo you've sent, you look like the saddest extra on the office ever. Um, it's just. Just business cash uh, yeah. to the umpteenth, but not in a remarkable way. And then the idea of you watching this on your cell phone like you're eating a tuna sandwich on a lunch break with your phone out, <laughs> watching Catch Me If You Can, is a debilitating image, my friend. Yeah, so I'll just tell you, uh, my notes here uh, for just kind of the theme of this 30-minute stretch was, it's cold, my back hurts, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> you do look pretty smart. I mean, it's just in an understated kind of way, if that helps at all. Yeah, I mean, I I appreciate that. Uh, so then, then our last sort of thirty minutes uh, came to pass, and uh, that's that's when I decided I gotta I gotta step this up here. So I did put on a suit, and I went upstairs, and I sat down in the office and watched on my computer. Mm, nice. Man, that uh, is a, a real... Do you, okay, well, the point of this was to get deeper into the meta of this film. Sam, do you do you feel like you've, you've truly run the gauntlet and you can understand Frank Abagnale's uh, position a little bit better? Luke, I don't know. I need you to help me find some meaning in this. My neck hurts so much. I'm so tired. <laughs> Kenna wouldn't watch the movie with me because she didn't want to follow me from room to room and device to device. Yeah, that's which is fair. fair. I don't, I don't blame her at all for that. But, but look, this was a really challenging watch. <laughs> it's so challenging. I changed clothes five times for this, and it was not worth it. Yeah, kind of I, a self-inflicted wound uh, this time around. Well, I'm sorry to yeah. hear that you don't feel like you you got this. This wasn't like Apollo 13 where your experience. Sort no, of, uh, in a spiritual sense, even linked up with the film, all the dark side of the moon. This sounds like this was just a lot of work and a lot of neck pain for no reason. So, what I will say is that there were some interesting parallels between mm. what I was wearing and what was happening in the film. Um, 
less less so towards the beginning, but I hit the pool close, and that was around the time that he was in the apartment in mm. Atlanta. Yeah, when the pool it was kind of yeah. And so I was like, okay, okay, maybe this is starting to match up. And then uh, when I changed into the sort of business casual attire, uh, that was when he has uh, was becoming a lawyer. So a little fancier, trending kind of fancier. And then when I got in the suit, that's when he became an FBI agent or started mm. working for the FBI. So, like, there were some parallels here, but did it help me get deeper in the movie? No, Luke, it just made me really tired. <laughs> <laughs> and have less battery on several different devices. You're sort of just yeah. like uh, round robin style depleting battery on everything in your house. I had to charge three different devices when I got home from work. Mm, that's never a good look. You want to just chill. You don't want to charge anything when you get back yep. from work. Yep. And uh, in the process, wore my own batteries out. So. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but I do appreciate the commitment to this podcast that you've brought and i i respect the hell out of the fact that you did it well you know uh i guess i'm proud that i did it mm-hmm. um i you, i mean i'll probably i'll probably post the photos on our social media yeah accounts yeah that seems like I it's should. worth it do you think this is how people feel after they get back off of mount everest they're like i mean i guess it was worth it I think I think it was worth climbing to the top of that mountain because that's what you fucking done, Sam. You know what? I'm gonna turn this around, give you a little pep talk. I am so proud of the mountain that you have climbed today by changing clothes five different times and changing devices five different times, my man. You fucking did it. Uh, you you pushed this con straight through, and I am so proud of you. Can I tell you that while I appreciate it? It almost makes it worse that you're having to give me such a pep talk for just changing clothes five times. Yeah, I mean, you essentially did the same amount of effort uh, as someone who's just shopping on a lazy afternoon. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It's so stupid. (laughs) Oh, and it hurts to laugh. I got to tell you, you know, you... You use your deck for a lot of things, Luke. Yeah. Man, Ooh. well, sorry to hear about the neck pain. Again, still proud of you. Um, but we can we can move on from this blight on your watch uh, yeah. if, and, if and you want to. Yeah, let's, uh, let's take a moment to tweet at Tom. That sounds good. We haven't tweeted at Tom in a while. Actually, it was just a week ago, but, you know, a week, a while, it's all the same. <laughs> Uh, so, so what we've got here for you folks is, um, we're over here forging checks in a small French town. Tom Hanks, you can catch us, but only after you come on our podcast. Hashtag, come catch me, Tom. Mm. See, this one feels solid to me. This one doesn't even, this isn't even a joke. This is, we're forging checks. I got the laser printer going. Uh, it does, if, it feels like if there's one that's going to get him. Mm-hmm. I feel like so far this is our best chance. Yeah, this is a real solid parting shot across the bow here. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about this one. So is it is feel, it in the ether? Uh, well, I do have just a little treat for you, uh, Luke. And oh, oh yeah, baby. You, you, do you hear those big, oh. chonky clicks? Welcome to uh, Luke Patrick's clunky, clacky keyboard corner, uh, where today we're enjoying the ASMR-infused sounds of Sam's brand-new Razer keyboard with green switches. And uh, let's just enjoy it for a second. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the ticket. Uh, some of that keypad action. <laughs> oh, yeah. Keypad. <laughs> numeric keypad oh backspace 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 <laughs> hey this is becoming a real thing Key- keyboard uh, sexy times corner has kind of yeah. turned, turned around and become a real thing <laughs> on us uh, which I'm okay with but it is I mean, narrow casting yeah well the tweet's out there okay uh, so I did delete all the, the shit that I just typed into it uh, while I was getting those chonky clicks and clacks in there. Nice. Um, Luke, do you want to give us a plot? 
Yeah, um, I'll say this. If you haven't seen this movie, go see it. It's yeah. super good. And if I can just put in a quick tip, uh, when you do see it, don't change your clothes. <laughs> go in wearing one uh, you know, set of vestments and then uh, just keep that. Keep whatever you got going yeah. in. In fact, just to be safe, strip down. Uh, maybe watch this yeah. completely naked in the, in the sanctity of your own home. Um, yeah, so for the plot, if you are unfamiliar with this movie entirely, essentially Frank Avignale Jr. is a con man. Uh, he is less than 19 years old the entire time this movie is happening. And mm-hmm. he works his way through a series of cons and check forging uh, frauds where he begins to pretend to be a Pan Am pilot and then gets a bunch of free flights all over the place. Then he becomes a doctor uh, by forging a uh, certificate from a uh, from Harvard, I think. Yeah. Harvard. Yeah, Medical Harvard School. Medical School. Pretty crazy. And uh, then after that, he becomes a fucking lawyer by taking the bar in Louisiana and yep. continuing to forge checks throughout all of this. I'm sure. So uh, Tom Hanks's involvement. Tom Hanks, FBI agent, uh, is is after him. Uh, ends with them up in France and he's still printing checks but this time he's doing real good ones on this big ass printing machine uh, that looks like some serious Vichy France shit and uh, (laughs) yeah he busts them drags them back and then uh, eventually uh, Leo DiCaprio's character Frank Avignale Jr. uh, does start working with the FBI to help catch check frauders Uh, I think paper hangers is what they call them yes paper hangers um yeah and there's a ton of awesome stuff that happens in between but that's the rough outline again if you're unfamiliar with this movie i'm being lazy with the plot because seriously just spend two and a half hours and just consume this bad boy yeah and again do not pause every half hour to put on increasingly (laughs) elaborate outfits in different rooms on different devices don't do it one device one room one outfit or literally no outfit just straight stark naked yeah uh, but do watch it all the way through however you do it honestly that's a good rule for most movies whatever whatever you're going in with just stick with that just stay the course with however you started a film uh no matter if it's transformers or citizen kane definitely don't change outfits during a movie there's no reason to do it now luke what are your opinions on stripping naked during the movie now, see, that I feel like could work <laughs> if you're reducing problems. So. If you're reducing headaches as you go through a film, now that kind of makes some sense to me. Yeah, I, I could see that working. So, folks, if you want to start Catch Me If You Can clothed and end it nude, that's fine, too. Yeah. You know, that on that end of things, you know, there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's, I think. But as far as what Sam has done to harm himself, uh, don't do it. For sure. No, absolutely not. Well, Sam, now that we're here, what do you think of this movie? Uh, really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even paused every thirty minutes. Um, it's really good. I mean, it came across very disjointed today. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that. <laughs> um, though, I I do just I just want to say. Netflix Netflix did a great job today because I changed devices a lot and mm. it kept uh, my exact position uh, across five different devices. Nice. And I find that pretty impressive, actually. This uh, episode brought to you by startup and uh, underdog tech company Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll wait for that endorsement. Uh, but that's awesome, my friend. Sorry it was disjointed. I, again, I do feel like that was sort of a owned goal. Um, oh, yeah. No, I look, I I did this to myself. There's no one to blame but me. Yeah, for sure. But it is a kick-ass movie. Fuck, I forgot oh, so how good, good this movie is. I mean, I knew it was good, but god damn. On oh, the music? Mm-hmm. Hey, can we just spend a second talking about how fucking great the music is? Yeah, goddamn John Williams and Steven Spielberg teaming up again to deliver just a, a powerhouse of a movie, and the soundtrack is just, oh, so oh, good. Fucking wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting, of course, excellent. Leonardo DiCaprio's great. Tom is very good. 
You know what? This may be one of the best performances we've seen from Tom. And we've seen all of Tom's performances up to this point. I think so. He doesn't really... I do have one complaint, though. Mm. Which is actually more of a question to kind of break into some quick fire a little early here. Um, Sam, can Tom do accents? Only for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) The, The best answer. It feels like someone tried to coach him, and they were like, okay, you're going to do a Boston accent. And he was like, all right. And they said, okay, follow after me. Park the car in the Harvard Yard. And he went, okay, well, I'm done. That's all I needed to hear. Now, see, I think he went, pack the car in Harvard Yard. (laughs) (laughs) He said, well, that's half. We'll take it. (laughs) Which must mean that he's pretty terrible at accents, right? I... I mean, yeah, I think I think I. He's half good at him. <laughs> Maybe it's just a really tough one for him to nail. Yeah, that could be. I don't think we've had a lot of Tom Hanks accent exposure up to this point, have we? Uh, we had him briefly do that German accent in Apollo thirteen. Mm, yeah, and he um, did that weird accent for Lawrence Burn the Third. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was, uh, well, I mean we've not seen it yet, but he does do an accent for the terminal. That's true. Although that one's sort of an unspec- unspecified Eastern European sort of accent. So you sure, know, yeah, you can play that one kind of fast and loose. But this one, Boston, we got hard references for what that one's supposed to supposed to sound yeah. like. In his defense, I find that one a hard one to pull off. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Anyway, that was my only complaint with with his performance (laughs) was just this bewildering uh, JFK-esque but sort of uh, done up in Comic Sans uh, Boston accent. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, look, it's good at some points and not there for the rest. (laughs) Which is really what you want. It's genuinely strange. Yeah, because for for so many minutes of this movie, he'll be talking for not very long, and he has the accent. But you give him more than four lines in a row, and that accent is gone. Yeah, two of those lines are going to be just Tom, which again is probably what you want if someone's not delivering on the accent. Uh, you do kind of just want it to go away at a certain point. So oh sure. Um, do you want to talk about how many? incredible actors are in this fucking movie yes please we've got elizabeth banks we've got jennifer garner Mm -hmm. we've got amy adams and martin fucking sheen yeah all of these folks man and i mean we've seen some movies with some crazy casts before i'd say road to perdition is pretty up there but this one just Mm -hmm. Soxy in the face with uh, with different actors and actresses of uh, of an extreme caliber. You know what? I've never really paid attention to Martin Sheen's performance in this before, but dude has like five minutes total screen time, and he sells every fucking second. He does. I fully believed that he was a Louisiana lawyer, <laughs> which is all you needed from that performance. Exactly, and I gotta tell you. I did not remember that Jennifer Garner was in this movie. No, I totally thought she was somebody else entirely. And so I heard that voice coming down the hallway. Jennifer Garner playing a, uh, let's say like a washed up socialite turned potential sex worker. I think. I Maybe? Maybe, yeah. I or, couldn't really figure that one out. Hey, money is being exchanged for services. So in that sense, at least. Uh, sex workers sure. applicable which hey I used to find really repugnant in this movie I want to talk about this really quick that he essentially conned a sex worker out of services by giving mm, her yeah. uh, bad checks but as it was pointed out to me by everybody else in my house she can still cash that fucking check she can they they still work as checks as we mm-hmm. clearly see in the movie yeah so no harm no foul nobody got harmed here except a bank and a lot of people won uh so to speak so and uh and frankly fuck banks Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm okay with it now i think yeah i I think that's fair Mm -hmm. um 
hey, did you did you also think that this movie just it just proves that you literally can do anything as a white man in this country? <laughs> hey, watching it in 2020, it does have kind of a different vibe down to the fact that dude got 12 years in prison and that's it for yeah yeah i will say 12 years in solitary confinement though is fucking inhumane mm, that's fair i missed the solitary part every time i've seen this i've missed that um, yeah no uh, that judge uh doing the voiceover is like and i recommend that all of it is in isolation mm. which if this year has taught us anything any amount of time in isolation is not great yeah even with other people even with a couple other folks to be isolated with it is uh pretty brutal but yeah i think to your point this is essentially just a white man with a lot of confidence and a uniform getting Mm -hmm. everything done uh up to and including uh impersonating an assistant prosecutor although that one (laughs) see that's the thing he did take the bar yeah and passed it yeah he didn't cheat he just Mm -mm. studied and passed it yeah so that one seems legit but uh impersonating a doctor i mean he's done some really pretty fucked up shit and then 12 years is all that he gets after a massive manhunt and being extradited i mean it's a whole thing so that's yeah fair yeah he he cost a lot of people a lot of money Mm mm-hmm Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> what what was with what was with them doing a lot of like smacking, slurping noises with Tom eating in this movie? Hey, they did a real close up of his mouth when he's on the phone during one of these Christmas uh, Christmas Eve conversations that he has. Mm-hmm. They do a really egregious close up on his mouth as well. Um, so I don't know, bud. I don't know. Yeah, I I can't really parse it because it's there's either some foley work or they stuck a, st- stuck a fucking microphone in Tom's gullet because <laughs> it's there's some wet 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 smacks in this movie. Yeah, uh, and it is vaguely unpleasant. Which you you could forgive if this was like Ratatouille, like a food focused film. Uh-huh. Uh, or a mouth-focused film in any way, but this one's not. It is decidedly mostly about check fraud. So... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it mostly is. Conspiracy Closet, Whoa. Luke, I've put a bag full of checks over your head, and I have dragged you into a small closet full of typewriters, and uh, I have just lit another check between us. <laughs> catching me completely off guard for whoa i'm genuinely quite surprised to find myself in the conspiracy closet today sir and uh a little bit aroused well okay uh i don't i don't know what to do with that but um (laughs) given how close we are in this closet i do feel it and i do want to leave very quickly yeah so i will just tell you this that um tom hanks learned from Frank Abagnale Jr., mm. how to change his identity. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, feed me more. Feed me more of this. So throughout this experience, we've seen that Tom can change his identity essentially at will. And in this movie, Frank Abagnale Jr. essentially changes his identity uh, multiple times throughout the film and does so uh, very successfully. Mm-hmm. And he trained Tom to do that in their mm. many years working together at the FBI. He taught Tom Hanks, Carl Handratty, uh, how to change his identity. Gotcha. Now, is this, are you saying that this is where Tom learned how to embody all of these different identities that we've already seen? Yes. Or is this, okay. Now, because well, I was uh, curious well, if this is a skill that we get yeah. to see more in the future. So, again, this does take place in the 1960s. So this does predate most mm. of the times that we've seen Tom. There it is. There it yeah. is. That explains so much. It about really, all this. really does. Oh, and the the check burned out, and Luke, I'm gonna push you out of the closet and get uh, get that boner out of my leg. <laughs> uh, 
I wouldn't say that we were at that point. Uh, just a lot of intrigue was circling, and, you know, there was an air. Um, oh, well, maybe it was just a typewriter arm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank God we have many, many more of these checks, because uh, you did just burn one of them. But we've got buckets. <laughs> so still pretty good. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Did you do you have any other uh, random thoughts for me about this movie? Yeah, um, I mean, like, there were different things that, uh, that I really enjoyed. Um, like I'll say, uh, I really did like when, uh, Tom, uh, not Tom, Leonardo DiCaprio, oh, hey, Christopher Walken's in this movie. Oh, hey, Christopher Walken's, <laughs> Christopher Walken, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, when, uh, when Leo is, uh, telling Amy Adams that, that, He's not any of the things that he's told her. And he keeps pulling down suitcases full of cash. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have to meet me in two days. My favorite thing is that he tells her all this, like, fucking earth-shattering shit. And the first thing she says is, you're not a Lutheran? <laughs> it's a great line. Hey, we did talk about this, though. If you've been lying to me all these years and you aren't the person you say you are, I don't know that it would change a lot for me. Would it change a lot for you? If you had been lying this whole time? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think so. I, You know, it depends <laughs> on what it would be. Yeah, you know, that, if it's that was like, my thing. If it's like, oh, actually, my name is Luke Paschetti, um, <laughs> and I'm actually an airline pilot, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's fine. But if you said, actually, my name is Luke luke wayne gacy and i wear people's skin after mm. i kill them yeah I'm, I'm gonna get a new co-host for the podcast yeah see that's fair and that was my argument if if you've been doing some murder on the side but if you just had a different profession and a slightly different name then like you know we're still gonna do the podcast so and i've still like known you for this length of time so yeah. you know it seems seems fine I mean, maybe it's unsettling to to realize that the person you love has been capable of lying to you about so many different things, yeah, uh, and has also committed numerous felonies, <laughs> so. impossible light treasons, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean that I, I I could see that being a tough tough nut to swallow. Yeah, it's a tough it's a tough sell for sure. Hey, uh, Tom didn't pee in this movie. He did not. Yeah, but he also wasn't in the movie a lot. That's fair. I feel like he was in it enough to kind of, uh, you know, get that out into the into the ether if he had wanted to. Um, so maybe maybe it isn't in his contract that he has to pee in every film because now we're five for six, I think, in recent memory. What if it's just in his contract if he's the main star in the film? Mm, now we're talking. If okay. he doesn't have top billing, you don't get top pissing. Yes, yes, yes. If you want that Tom piss, <laughs> that top shelf stuff, gots to have the top shelf billing. Okay, I'm thinking that's probably the rule, but we'll find out maybe next week when we uh, take another dunk. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably the the most reasonable thing. Yeah. Um, you got any other thoughts? Man, not really, other than I really enjoyed the Federal Agent that was super into the Sarah Lee pie. That cracked oh, me up. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, a man after my own heart, there was pie in front of his face. He was dedicated to eating it, and I appreciate it's that. Um, that's about it, honestly. This movie kicks ass, but there's... Uh, oh, it's so fucking good. You know, if you, if you, again, if you haven't seen it, go watch it, but I think that's uh, the extent to which I have thoughts on it at this point. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so in that case, Luke, I've got all these uh, Pan Am paychecks that I've forged using model planes. <laughs> uh, would you like to come with me to the Hanks Bank so I can hit on a woman and cash these checks? Hell yeah, let's go defraud the government. Well, Sam, I have a classic bit for you if you're into Ooh. a classic bit. Oh, I always love these classic bits. It's been, I don't know when we last did one of these, but uh, Sam, if you would like to sashay on this direction, how about a classic old Hank Your Money Maker? Hank Your Money Maker? 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Another opportunity for me to show my ass on this podcast. Yeah, so you've uh, famously been very bad at these and have not guessed any of them correctly, but this is a game where I find a Tom Hanks or Hanks family-related business venture, pair it with two other falsehoods, present all three of them, and then Sam has to guess which one is the actual business venture perpetrated by a Hanks. So... Uh yeah, you ready to to do this one, Sam? Uh as I mean no, I'm I'm <laughs> terrible at this, but uh let's do it anyway. All right, so here goes. Number 1. Rita Wilson and the American Nurses Association in September of 2020 launched the Race to 20 Million, an effort to increase the number of flu vaccinations amongst those most vulnerable to influenza. So that's number 1. Okay. Number two, in 2019, Chet Hanks released Chet's Haze, a unique hybrid strain of boutique cannabis goods, including pre-rolled joints, raw leaf, and Cool Aid-esque edibles. So that's number two. Okay. And finally, number three, in 2020, Tom Hanks endorsed Whole360, a brand of CBD-infused products, including lotions, infused waters, droplets, and more. The move marks a shift towards holistic wellness on Tom's part, and Whole360 can be purchased exclusively through Walgreens. Okay. Um, God damn it, Luke. <laughs> what? Sometimes I worry that something happened to you that made you so good at this. Yeah, would you like me to recap those really quickly? Yeah, that would be great. Okay, so number one is Rita Wilson, the American Nurses Association, uh, the drive for more flu vaccinations. Two, Chet Hanks's Chet's Haze, uh, a unique hybrid strain of booty cannabis goods. It. And 2020 is uh, Tom, or sorry, number three, but in 2020 was Tom Hanks's endorsement of Whole360, a CBD infused product line available through Walgreens. I will now accept questions if you have any questions. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll, I'll walk you through my thought process here. Yes, please do. Um, Tom does not strike me as a CBD-man. Mm. Um, as, as I will refer to people who hawk CBD, I don't know. Okay, um, okay, spicy he, take, loving it. He doesn't seem like he would be into the, the CBD scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying that the the turn to holistic wellness is not a jowly tom move it doesn't seem like it to mm. me also okay. walgreens does not seem like it would sell cbd i don't mm. know it doesn't seem like one of those pharmacy chains that can hang you know what i mean yeah i think you're you're definitively <laughs> wrong on that one um but i could i could be wrong um, i don't know yeah uh and then Look, I mean, I've kind of hinted at it before. I, Tom, look, I want you to be on our podcast, but I really don't like your son, Chet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him at all. I, he sucks, dude. <laughs> you got to talk to your son because <laughs> this kid sucks. I'm, I'm real sorry to you and Rita because this, this kid, he's a real bummer to me. Um, <laughs> but please be on our podcast if you yeah, would. <laughs> please look listen to what i've done to myself tom mm-hmm. i changed clothes five times in two and a half hours um and i hurt my neck so please come on our podcast but also talk to your son he's just no good yeah so you're saying all and, this to, to say that number two is not plausible that chet hanks has released chet's haze Oh, no, it's absolutely plausible, Mm -hmm. and that's why I specifically don't like Chet Hanks. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing. I love Rita Wilson, Mm -hmm. and... Who doesn't? That seems like the just wholeheartedly good thing that she would do, so I'm going to guess number one. Well, Sam, as much as it fucking pains me, you have finally guessed correctly. It was, yes! in fact, Rita Wilson in the American Nurses yes! Association. I was for sure that Chet's Hayes yes! was going to throw you. I So I wanted, I thought about it, but I didn't want to guess Chet because, one, I hate him, and two, <laughs> because the last time I guessed Chet, mm. he did me dirty. 
Yeah. Uh, Chet's an easy target. Yeah. It's the suit. It makes me a good businessman. Mm, okay. Yeah, you're rocking that suit vibe. You're picking out the correct ventures. Well, this time you do walk away with the the solid gold QP doll for sure. Oh, thank God. It you know, it feels <laughs> it feels good to break that losing streak, you know? Yeah. I don't remember how many of these we've done, but you've definitely been batting zero up to this point. So congratulations. You're now uh not at the absolute bottom of the barrel. I think this was our sixth. That feels I want to say it's our sixth time, so that means I got five wrong in a row. Yeah. Which is yep, yep, pretty, yep. pretty fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, I I have a classic bit for you. Ooh. I definitely want to break into that. What is it? Well, come on down, because it's time for everyone's favorite game show, Shark Hanks. Ooh, Shark Hanks. Fuck yeah. Do you want to explain to the folks at home uh, how Shark Hanks works? Of course. Shark Hanks is a podcast-based TV show where uh, Luke Patrick, everyone, uh, Tom Hanks' uh, business manager, as we all know, uh, does help uh, listen to Jesus Christ. Uh <laughs> does listen to the pitch of three different contestants as they pitch uh different products that tom hanks can invest in nice i'm super excited would you like to hear from our first contestant yes 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 i have bags of cash that tom hanks has given me i'm here to invest i'm so ready and uh first is delbert okay delbert or delbert Delbert with Delbert. an E. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Definitely not copping that flavor. <laughs> well, proceed, Delbert. Well, I'm Delbert, and I'm here to talk to you about the 1965 Cadillac DeVille convertible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about it, Delbert? <laughs> it's got split seats, air conditioning, and it's red with white trim. It's got everything you need in a car. Okay, so, uh, Delbert, <laughs> I think you may have misunderstood this show. Uh, you just want me to buy a car? <laughs> is that not what this is? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess you're not wrong. How much is it, Delbert? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought all the way through that one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like five thousand dollars? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's say let's say it's in the gift shop at the hotel. How much would it cost me for a full night with this car? Uh, five thousand dollars? Okay. All right. Five thousand seems a bit high, but we can we can put a pin in that one. So I want you on premises with this vehicle. I'm not I'm not not into <laughs> this pitch, Delbert. Uh, but it isn't quite what we do here. <laughs> All right, I'll just be over here. Nice. Oh, all right, Delbert. Uh, that's. I don't know how you got here. Uh, <laughs> so Let Luke, this guy in. Are you ready for our second pitch? I am so ready for our second pitch. Hi, I'm Paula, and I'm here with Paula's apartment tours. Ooh. And if you come to my apartment. I'll give you a tour uh, where you'll definitely get your sandwich if you catch my meaning. <laughs> I don't at all, Paula, but please continue. Come on over to my apartment and I'll hide away in a room with you away from my son and husband as we do unspeakable things to each other. <laughs> I'm not at all sure what you're referring to in this movie, which makes me very uh, unsettled. Um, what did you mean by sandwich, Paula? Do you really have to ask? <laughs> I guess I don't. I, I am very confused and a little scared. Uh, Paula, I may need you to sort of just... You know what? S stay in the room, too. If I'm considering the car, I guess I also have to consider this. Uh, that I'll seems just, fair. I'll leave you with this. The sandwich, it's soggy, and it's full of meat. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. 
right, Paula. That was horrible. That was uh, something. And uh, and our last contestant is uh, Dave. And uh, Dave, what are you bringing for us this week? Hey, it's me, Dave, and uh, I'm here to tell you about hotel gift shop playing cards. <laughs> uh, yes, 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 Dave. This is what I was waiting for. What do you got, Dave? Yeah, so, uh, you know, when you're at a hotel and you're like, ah, I would really need some playing cards so I can throw <laughs> at someone in my room while we negotiate having sex. And, yes. uh, but I got nowhere to buy these playing cards. Well, I'm here to tell you that I, Dave, uh, have got you covered with uh, hotel gift shop playing cards. Nice, Dave. See, this is the kind of convenient and practical purchase that I know that Tom Hanks appreciates. The negotiating for sex part, I think, was a different actor uh, in this movie. But, you know, maybe maybe Tom's uh, doing some role play or something. But regardless, you want to bust out a quick game of gin rummy? You're going to need some playing cards. Exactly. And if you had a hotel, where are you going to play it? With the Bible that they put in the drawers for some reason? No. <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't pan out. I'm loving the uh, the practicality of this. Um, yeah, okay. Well, I've appreciated two of these three pitches. Um, so I think, I think if we could get Delbert back for just a second. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Delbert... I do think I'm going to buy the car. $5,000. Tom Hanks is into cars. I think that's an easy sale. It's it's not so much an investment as it is just me giving you money in exchange for goods. Uh, are you okay with that? Oh, hell yeah. That's going to be great. <laughs> nice. Um, this is going to look real nice next to that Prius and the Chevy Yukon that he owns or whatever. <laughs> yep. The nondescript SUV and the hybrid car. Um, yeah, this will really zhuzh things up quite a bit. So I'm just going to hand you a bag of cash and then uh, you can leave. Thank you for your services, Delbert. Yeehaw! Now, uh, Paula, I am going to ask to just leave yeah. entirely. Oh, God. There it is again. Hey, hey there. Do you want to tour my apartment? I in no way want to tour your apartment. You'll get your sandwich. I don't want the sandwich either. I've got so much sandwich. Oh, God. Um... So, Paula, I think if you could just exit the building, I don't even want you breathing the same air that I'm breathing, because it sounds like you got something, and I do not want it. Fair enough. (laughs) And uh, I don't remember the last guy's name, but uh, Dave? Was it Dave? Yeah, it was Dave. All right, Dave. Well, Dave, I think you've won this entire episode of of Shark Hanks. you really brought it this week with the the convenient idea to sell playing cards in a hotel uh, uh, gift shop, and uh, how much are you asking for here, Dave? Two two billion. <laughs> Whoa, Dave. <laughs> um, well, two billion's out of the question, and I would very be very curious to know what you need two billion for when it comes to uh, gift shop playing cards. Well, you see, I gotta put them in every hotel everywhere on the planet and mm. also they're uh, they're handmade playing cards oh and i gotta get paid yeah you gotta get paid a lot and that's a lot of playing cards um yeah i think two billions out of the question but you know what how about you just get rolling and then we can talk figures sort of as you uh, approach different hotel chains and we'll we'll figure it out seems on the up and up <laughs> It's totally legitimate, I I assure you. Good enough for Dave. Cool. And that's that's my estimations for the three pitches this week, Sam. Well, that's great. That was another wonderful episode of Shark Hanks. Let's hope Paula stays out of the studio for good. (laughs) I'm very scared of Paula. I don't know why, but I'm very scared of her energy. Oh, we all should be. It's a dangerous, dangerous yeah. energy. Yeah. Uh, well, Luke, we've that's that's pretty much it for this week, isn't it? Yeah, man. I think it's time to look 
to next week. Mm-hmm. God help us. And, and uh, next week we'll be watching 2004's The Lady Killers. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, have, have you seen this movie? Okay. I have, but it's been so long, I do not remember most of it. Okay. I've never seen even an inch of this movie. Okay. Um, so how about you tell me what you think it's about? Okay. Uh, based on the name, and then I'll tell you the one detail that I remember of it. Yeah. That well, sounds good. Maybe I remember more of it than I thought. Just go ahead. Okay. So I'm just going to assume that this one's super literal in that uh, we have a similar character to Road, uh, Road to Perdition. Uh, except Tom is just full on serial killer. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, is Tom Wayne Gacy and is just <laughs> playing people and wearing their skins and generally killing ladies. Uh, I think in the exact inverse of this movie, it's now Leo DiCaprio, who's an FBI agent and Ooh. is trying to profile and hunt down Tom Hanks, um, which I feel like would be a conspiracy corner heyday. Uh, just oh, a really my God. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a really great day to make hay. Um, I I really wish that was what the movie was. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's what I think is going to happen, and I have a feeling that I'm going to be very wrong, but it is it is what I'm expecting. Okay, well, uh, I hope you don't have too much pinned to that. Mm. Um, because what I remember of the movie is that he plays a southern gentleman, I think. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, ooh, that does mean we get another week of Tom with an accent. Hey, we did forget that. Tom does have that sort of southern accent that he does. So let's, I'm curious to see how, how that goes. Mm-hmm. Probably about the same. Yeah, probably. Yep. Well, uh, folks, that'll, that'll do it for us for another week. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. Until next week, you can, uh, find us on fakes, Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can check us out on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod, or you can drop us an email at Hanksy Panksy Pod at gmail.com. Um, also feel free to drop us a review. I believe you could do that on Apple Podcasts. And, uh, and also share us with a friend. Uh, we're too f- fucking stupid to promote this podcast in any sort of <laughs> meaningful way. Uh, so if you could do that for us and just help our dumb fucking selves out, that would be great. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to Ryan Boyd for our uh, just incredible intro music. Uh, and you can follow them on Twitter at Ryan Droid, D-R-O-Y-D, Luke... Do you have a final quote for us? Yes, I do. Hey, Sam? Mm-hmm? Knock, knock. Who's there? Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it works. The joke works. <laughs> it's so good. Well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. We'll be back next week with 2004's The Lady Killers. Hey, does anyone want to come tour oh, my apartment? Eject, I'll bring eject, all eject. the sandwiches that you can you can enjoy. Eject. <laughs>